0: hey hello out there and welcome to the day for devotion podcast uh, I guess you know what we don't often introduce my, ourselves we don't inter- often introduce ourselves uh, <laughs> kind of my works. name is Ben Foreman and uh, and where I am is at Sherwood Christian Church and then my uh, my compatriot here my brother uh, Dan Foreman and he is coming to us live from the bell Center in Montreal
1: <laughs> I wish
0: yeah. Yeah, no. Dan Dan is uh, serving at the uh, at the Birch Corner Christian Church in uh, New Brunswick, but he is currently in a ten year old's bedroom. So yes, yeah,
1: um, I have no rebuttal for that. I <laughs> I am. Somebody, hey, 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 it's yeah. funny because I, I actually um, I you know I, I have a little bit of Montreal gear as uh, you can see, or if you're listening, you'll just have to take my word for it. And uh, I was out with the kids last night trick or treating, and I wasn't donned up in a bunch of Montreal gear, but I did have my hat on. And, uh, you know, that got me welcomed in some places and booed out of others. And, uh, people tell that, you know, your costume's scary or things like that. So, Hey, look, man, I, and I told everybody, they said, you know, you do that to your kids. And I said, look, I had to foist it on them. There's no way they were going to pick them on their own. So I had to make sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I, these days I've traded my, my hat for a paper bag being a Maple <laughs> Leafs fan. Um, uh, you know, what's interesting this week, we're talking about eternal security that you want to be sure, Right. And man, that is not, well, I shouldn't say that's not the way of the Maple Leafs. I'll tell you what, we're sure about something, but it's not, it's not security. That's for sure.
1: You know, what's interesting about that is that, you know, we didn't, we didn't talk about this coming in. We were actually talking a little bit of hockey before it started, making some jokes. I kind of had to get my composure just as we were beginning. But you know what it makes me think is that, you know, for whatever reason, you know, our dad was not a, a huge hockey fan. Like he... He kind of cheers for the Leafs, but he'll also make fun of you when the Leafs lose. Like, yeah. he's really – whatever type of fan he is of hockey, he's more of a fan of making you upset. Yes. So, yeah. like, you know, I, that, I
0: would endorse that whole Right. Hard. And
1: so, you know, when we were kids like, – Yeah, you know, first all, you, you were a big Wayne <laughs> – you, you were a big Wayne Greske fan.
0: Right. And
1: so, you know, had that little stint to go for the Kings. And as, as you got older, to started cheering for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not because of dad's influence, just – Kind of ended up picking that team. And then, you know, I can remember, I think it was because of the Fredericton Canadians that I cheered for the Montreal Canadiens. And I'll tell you how young I was when I started cheering for them. Like, I thought that the red and white were two different teams.
0: Yeah, I remember correcting you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But all that to say, you know, regardless of how they've played since whatever date, and the same with you for the Toronto Maple Leafs, like, I've leaned into that. And when they've had terrible teams and when they had did like major PR nightmares and just like in in many ways organizationally have not been worth cheering for I took my team I held to my position and it's like this is it look and look around I've got too much invested right and the funny thing is is that people will do that in different areas of their life some people do that with their politics saying like okay well this is my party and I vote for them like they're my favorite you know hockey team. And that's kind of silly because you want to make sure that they're aligning with your values. You should be making sure that it's aligning what's best for your community and your province and your country and all these things. And perhaps even worse than that is sometimes we'll do that theologically where right. you've been taught something and like, that's just it. Like, I can't tell me nothing, you know, and someone could, come with, come to you with the Bible and say, well, I know you see it this way, but let's look at it together. And you'd be like, nope, this is my position. Don't care. Like Jesus himself could appear and be like, well, actually it's like, you know what, Jesus? I think I would know. I've known all life. You know what I mean? And yeah, I do. And where it's kind of silly, but at the same time fun to do that with hockey. When we start doing that with spiritual things, it can get dicey. And that kind of brings us to our topic because... Eternal security is a is a doctrine that we can sometimes do that with.
0: It's true. Look, because there's kind of, as we're going to explore in this eternal security, there's kind of two dominant thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to look at both of them. And we're going to see how uh, these two thoughts can both be true and hold some tension. But before mm-hmm. we get too far down that road, I just want to circle back very quickly to... You know, the idea of changing how you think about things and our ability to do that. But if you have cheered for a hockey team and then you now cheer for a different hockey team, then your arguments are all admissible in any hockey conversation. You were not a fan. You oh you know what? This is the wrong podcast. That's a different podcast. Um,
1: like if you went for the Kings and then you went for listen, the
0: Leaves. That's not what happened. <laughs> I was a Wayne Gretzky fan. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Listen. Let's not, uh, let's not, okay. Anyway, I'm going to, make. I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> you're making me easily wander down roads here. All that to say, if you in your adult life have changed teams, then anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? The beautiful thing about scripture, the beautiful thing about scripture is that you could study it uh, and study it and study it and do nothing but study it all your life. And mm-hmm. you'll never get to the bottom of everything you can understand. And look, the deeper you understand things, sometimes the way you View certain thing changes. Sometimes you change your mind altogether. Um, But something we want to be really sure of is how we are held in Christ when we commit our lives fully to him. And so Mm -hmm. the the first passage we're going to look at as we look at this idea of eternal security or – and we talked about this. I like – and we like assurance, the word assurance better. Mm -hmm. That's the Bible word, blessed assurance. It just makes sense. And so John – Chapter six, that's the gospel of John. Chapter six, verse 37 says, all that the father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out, right? And so he's saying that you come to me and I've got you. I'm not gonna cast you out. That your faith, when it is placed in Jesus Christ as claiming Jesus Christ as both savior and Lord, that is a sure thing, that is a done deal. You are held tight to him waiting for the day of uh his return
1: absolutely and you know it's funny part of what we talked about on sunday was sometimes we have an an inadequate understanding between grace and works Mm. and we know that we're saved by grace and even after that we have this idea like we instead of working out our salvation we are working for our salvation yeah and you know that we're that we're now that we're trying to to earn it, that being worthy means, like, you know, if I, if I'm not acting, uh, you know, and doing and being in all these worthy things that like, if I goofed, then I'm, I'm outside of it. And we kind of treat salvation, like a room that we're walking in and out of, like, I've had a good right. week, and I was deep inside the room. And then I had a bad week, and I was out and down the hall. And now I'm back in again. And that, you know, you live in this like constant fear, like all of a sudden, like there's going to be one day you're caught out in the hallway and Jesus returns and, and it was just on your off, you know, on an off day. That's not the picture in scripture. No. And I love this a passage that we uh, that we looked at in Romans that said, you know, what can separate us yeah. from the love that we have, the love that God has for us in Christ Jesus. And he, and he makes he makes this list. Even though the answer could be surmised in nothing, but for emphasis, it's not angels, not demons, not heights, nor depths, anything could separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus.
0: I think what we miss is that like the the works and the service and, and all of these elements are how we operate inside of the love of Jesus, right. right? That it's a response to what he has done. It's not trying to earn it. Look, I'm married to my wife and I, and I love her and she loves me. When I serve her and when I, I bless her, when I encourage her, when I hug her, I'm not doing it with like, oh, well, I hope that she likes me back or yeah, yeah. I, I hope, you know, I really hope that I can earn this spot in our marriage that, you know, my, when I got home, my key work today, I hope it works tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm existing inside of the relationship that we have. I'm, I'm committed to her and she's committed to me and that, you know what? Do we fight? No, we don't. We have the perfect marriage. Wow, um, it's it's really amazing. It's remarkable. Welcome
1: to the marriage podcast. Yeah, like,
0: this is If you if you'd like to uh, have a perfect marriage as well, just send uh, four easy payments and one very difficult payment of ninety nine. No. look, yeah. of course we fight, and look if, if we fight and and we have some sort of disagreement because she doesn't understand something, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm really wandering off in the room.
1: This is recorded, you know. Yeah, that's
0: all right. Like let's let's can we start over anyway. Look, look, if we have a disagreement uh, over whatever, and let's say, you know, we have one of those, you know, like we just, you you got to separate uh, into different rooms, you got to cool off, you got to come back. Does that mean that we're not married? Does that mean that we don't love each other? You know, of course it doesn't. And, and you got to think of it this way. I I live out my love for her because I love her, not because I'm trying to earn her love. I don't know if that made if that made it sense. Does.
1: So let's take it a step further. Cause here's the other thing is it's not a about earning it. But when when you guys, not my wife and I, of course, but when you guys have your argument and you have to like take a minute and separate, nobody walks to the other room and goes, I hope they don't leave me. Right. Because it's just it's not there. Like it's not a it's not a concern. It's not that you you would worry, I'm trying to think of like some equivalent of something you could worry about. Like I'm not any more worried about that than I'm gonna you know, run outside trip and fall on the moon. Like that it's just not going to happen.
0: It and reminds not, me
1: Sorry, you go ahead.
0: Well, I just gonna say it reminds me of a time when my uh my golden retriever that, that we used to have yes. was, was young. And you already know the story I'm gonna tell. And uh we had a guest in our home who was staying with us and I was kind of boxing with her like I would do. And she, you know, when you play with a dog like that and they're a big dog, I mean, they bark and they kind of like bare their teeth and stuff, but it's all in play. And this, you know, this guest in our home was almost horrified. Like she was just like, she wasn't a dog person and a little timid of dogs. So in hindsight it probably wasn't the best activity, but anyway, and she, she said to me, she's like, how do you, how do you know, that she's just not going to like bite you. She's like, that dog is showing its teeth right in your face. And she's like, how do you know she's not going to bite you in the face? And I, and I said to her very plainly, I, I know that she's not going to bite me in the face the same way. I know that you're not going to bite me in the face. Right. It's just, it's just not something that would happen. Right. And, and, and that's the level of confidence.
1: Right. Now the takeaway from this is not be as big a jerk as you want in your marriage. because your zero partner is not going to leave you. That is not it. But what we're saying is, is that...
0: Be careful with these illustrations.
1: I know, right? Every illustration breaks down at some point. It does. The idea is is that
0: Unravelers, God does you not say. want
1: you to worry. God does not want you to live in fear like your salvation didn't count. Because right. he, he says, all those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. So it's not going to be like, you know what? This time you gone too far. You blew it. You're out. You know, your right. your hope is secure. Now, all of that being said and all of that being true, somebody's listening and going like, yes, exactly. I know. Then we get into this tension over here in Romans. And I want you to remember, too, I already cited the biblical author, Paul, who is the author of Romans, saying that what can separate us from the love of God that we have in Christ Jesus? Nothing. In Romans 11. He says that in Romans 8. That's right. And now in chapter 11, he's speaking to the Gentiles about unbelief, okay? And about, you know, the Jews that were cut off. And he says, granted, but they were broken off because of unbelief, speaking about Israel, okay? And you stand by faith. But then he says, do not be arrogant, but tremble. For if God did not spare the natural branches, that's Israel, he will not spare you either, you being the grafted branches. Right. And so it sounds like he's saying is the same way that they were broken off because of unbelief that a Gentile could also be broken off because of unbelief.
0: That's right. And, and
1: there's the tension because you, you could go back and say, Well, I thought you just said that your faith is secure. That's true. And then the question ends up being, can you lose your salvation? And the funny thing is, is that the answer is no, you can't lose it, but you can walk away from it. Right. Now, I love the phraseology in the one in John 6, because he says, all those who come to me, all sorry, all those fathers gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. He will not cast you out, right? But we can walk away.
0: Yeah, at least that's the picture here. And look, I talked about before. You know, I mean, like a it, with the with the marriage thing, right? That you have your fight, and you can cool down. Doesn't mean the love is stopped. But if one person pieces out, well, then that's the thing, right? Like that's then you then you do have a problem. Then you do have a, a fracture. But the, here the thing is that. God says, I'll never leave you or forsake you, okay? You come to me, I'm not casting you out. God's in it for the long haul. Um, but if you are in unbelief, then you are going to live out your unbelief. That's right. And look, God gives us free will. Yes. Right? And that doesn't like, change. And it, it doesn't change, right? You, you can freely choose him or you can freely not choose him, but you can, if you you decide to go, then he's not going to make you stay.
1: That's right, because that is free will. And it doesn't, as we just said, it doesn't go away with their salvation the same way that sometimes it's it's like when we were talking about the verses, the difference between um, election and
0: Predestination.
1: Predestination. Thank you. <laughs> I just lost it there for a second. It was like
0: we were talking All right, that about. What happens with Montreal fans, man? They just lose it.
1: I'm telling you, man. That's that's it. That that's what's going on. And it's it's kind of the same deal where it's like, well, where's, your free will has to be involved. And it's not like, okay, now that I give my heart to the Lord, he's like, gotcha. And then like, there's nothing you can do now. Right. This is this is kind of where it takes us though, is that that's not really people's real issue. Most people aren't going around because they so staunchly believe like, yes, you can walk away. No, you can't walk away. It's more of a fear-based thing. Although before we get into that, that, I just want to say this very quickly. This is why uh, what we talked about in the beginning is so important is as we get into this and we're exploring the tension of it, the Bible has to be able to change my mind about stuff. Right. It has to. And look, I've been part of the Restoration Church my whole life. I'm a Restoration Church minister. I'm a Restoration Church guy, okay? But I can't pretend that we have it all right, that we are the gatekeepers of the truth. And, like, the Bible has I to be able to. It, it has to be able to. Yes, and it if does. it can't, then I've got a real problem.
0: Well, look, that's the thing is like, if, if you're, if you're deal, and look, you, you said it clearly off the top. If it's just like, all right, here's how I set my feet in this and nothing, neither height nor depth or angels or demons can remove me from my position on this thing. Right. Like again, scripture has to win the day. And that's
1: the thing. And the funny thing is too, is that like, when you, when you so heartily lean into something, and even the Bible can't, like someone comes to you with the Bible, and I just have a discussion about it, and you're like, nope, no, it's a lack of maturity, and I'll admit, like, I remember when I was in Bible college, and all of a sudden, like, I was discovering, like, man, there's just this wealth of stuff that I don't know, I don't know about the Bible, I don't know about our movement, and I know, especially in doctrine courses, I'd be like, so what do we think? Yes. Just tell me what we think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what we think. Right. Right. But that's not the right approach. No. Right? Let's see what the Bible says. That's right. Sort it out. But now, returning, most people, the issue they have is can I lose my salvation? Like, could I have done something and, and lost it? And it's nerve wracking, right? And especially under this umbrella of how is there any chance that I accidentally committed the unforgivable sin?
0: Right. And you have to understand that the the unforgivable sin is unbelief and that as in like i don't believe this stuff i don't want it i want nothing to do with it i give it back right and what often people who feel like they've lost their salvation are are not that because even the the thought that i might have lost it um gives some sort of incl- inclination that you you care about it you you want to have it you want to claim it look if if you think you're just too far gone generally speaking You've got to look at the writer of, you know, almost mo, almost half of the New Testament, which is the Apostle Paul, mm-hmm. right? Someone who presided over not just the demise, but the the murder of Christians, okay? Someone who was like against Christ completely, okay? And that guy, I think, made a pretty remarkable turnaround. And if he can come back and come back in a big way, then then you can too, whatever it is. Um, but I think for people, they think, well, you know, uh, I did believe, and then I've come off the rails, and now there's no hope for me, and that really uh, brings us to the next verse. I think right. is where we were going here, and so uh, in Hebrews six, I want to tell a story about this this passage. Um, in Hebrews six four to six, it says, "For it is impossible in the case of those who have." once been enlightened who have tasted the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy spirit and have tasted the goodness of the word and the powers of the age to come and have fallen away to restore them again to repentance since they are crucifying once again, the son of God to their own harm and holding him up to contempt. And uh, I remember this doesn't sound like a conversation that you'd have in high school, but here it is. You know, I, I had a friend and, and you know, the story we had a friend in high school, who knew the Bible better than I did. And, you know, like he was making some goofy decisions. And I was really trying to plead with him. Like, you know, like, let's just get it back on the rails. Like, let's let's stay away from this group. Come back to our group. Like, let's get this going. He said, no, you know, it's too late for me. I was like, what are you talking about? We're in high school. It's too late for you. And he says, look at this. And he shows me this passage in Romans 6. He said, look, it says I can't come back.
1: Hebrews 6, yes.
0: Sorry, what did I say?
1: Romans, it's okay. Sorry, yeah,
0: in in Hebrews Hebrews 6. No, no, let's be clear. I can change my mind about stuff. No, But uh, (laughs) look, and there I was like, what have you done? I can't, like, I can't believe this is true. You know, here it is. It says it right in scripture. And, And what it was, was a lack of understanding. Yes. And again, you know, I remember going into doctrine class. Uh, and, and there, you know, we, we had a word for this. It it was apostasy, Mm -hmm. right? That people had gone apostate and that they, you know, well, it, it, to use a phrase that we've been worried about for me, it was like, oh, they lost their salvation. Right. And look, they're talking about a sin of unbelief. I do not believe it. I do not care about it. I give it back to you. I want nothing to do with this Jesus. I don't believe he is Christ. I'm not making him Lord. And if you have any worry that you have done it, then that that worry is proof that you have not. That's right.
1: That's right. If you, I remember, I, I still hear Alan Beck saying that. If you're worried that you've lost your salvation, then you haven't lost it. Because if you, yeah. if, you if, you'd, if you'd walked away from it, then you wouldn't care. No. Like if you're apostate, you don't care that you're apostate.
0: That's right. And and it is so rare.
1: Yes, that was the other thing. He said it was so rare that it was hardly worth arguing about.
0: Right. And and, and look, we've talked about this on the podcast too, that, that arguing is not the vehicle to, uh, to bring people on side. Anyway, right. That's but that's, right. Anyway, we're not going to go too far down that. But yeah, so that's the thing is that as we look at this eternal assurance, as we look at eternal security, we want you to be secure. Know that you are held so long as you desire to be held. Yes. But you will prove out what you believe. And so if you believe, then it stands to reason you will act as though you did. And if you are in unbelief, then it stands to reason that you will not, I mean, if you truly do not believe, I'm not talking about like I'm off the rails and I have this calling back. Like I know I'm, I know I need to fix some things and I know I'm not where I should be. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where like, I want nothing to do with this.
1: It's why we have to take the Bible as a whole. You look at a passage like Romans 6, okay, where he says, so what shall we say then? Verse 1, shall we keep on sinning so that grace may increase? You know, if we're, if we're eternally secure, isn't it just go for broke? I can do whatever I want and find a way? And he says, by no means. We died to sin. How could we stand to live in it any longer? Like Right? And that's what that's that whole living out your belief thing. Look, at least like I said on Sunday, we want to be assured in our faith, not lazy in our faith.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's This is not insurance, okay? It's not like, okay, well, I insured my life with Jesus Christ and so I can go out and wrap it around a pole and right. he'll just bring me a new one. Right. Um, that's that's a, a really poor understanding of of grace and mercy from the divine. Rather, we
1: can be assured of the faith and hope that we have in Jesus Christ. That we can, you know, we can be assured in our faith while we grow in our faith, and and as you know, we've said so many times throughout this series, I, I I'm trying to think of a phrase that we kind of gleaned from it, whether Mark Moore said it or whether we just said it about living out your belief. We just keep coming back to that: that you will just live out what you believe.
0: Right. That you are certain that he who began a good work in you will carry mm. it on to completion.
1: Love that verse. Yeah. Love that verse. And and
0: that's and that's really what it is. I mean, you know. You put your faith in Jesus. I promise you, he's going to hold up his end of the burden, of that's bargain. That's right. He will not let you go.
1: His okay? end of the stick is so much bigger. Like. That's it's just like, that's it. it. And
0: look, don't don't miss that too, right? Because we talk about you know uh, sanctification, living, you know, working out your faith and sanctification. We'll probably talk about more about that next week in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, the door the door is wide open. Okay the the way to God, the way to salvation. Is right there. That's if right. You, if you want to stay on that path, on that journey, then uh, that that door is there.
1: And you can know, and I mean, and you can know, like you can know that you that's know. Right. Absolutely.
0: Well, listen.
1: If you've ever worried about that, if, if that's, that's you know that's something that's that uh, is kind of rattled around in your head, I hope you can sleep easy tonight. I want to pray for your peace. And if you don't know the Lord, we'd like to pray uh, that you'd come to know Him in a saving way. And so I think that uh, that's it for today. And so what we're going to do is we are going to we're going to pray those things. So let's Perfect. do that together. Let's do that. Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, we uh, are so grateful for Your love, Your constant watch over us, and we're reminded, Lord, that You've promised that if we seek Your kingdom, that You will add all these other things to us as well. And we we rest assured, knowing that Your promises are true, our faith is secure, our hope is in You, that You've that you've died on the cross for our sins, that we are forgiven, and that you have said that you are coming back. And so, Lord, we are watching for you to come. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would just keep us in your care as we watch for you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. All right, Dan, well, with that, I wish you well. I thank you for your time. And as always, uh, go Leafs go. No, no. Actually, honestly, this year, it's more like no Leafs, no. (laughs) it's just no and by this year i mean all the time and i don't know why i ever cheered for this dreadful team but uh. all
1: right well join us next week for hockey unfiltered
0: that's right hockey unraveled Unraveled. (laughs) oh man i'm noticing a theme of my life here it's terrible this is not how this podcast should end but this is the end so (laughs) until then all you unraveled fans come back next week yeah we'll see you then